Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello and welcome, beautiful listeners. If you're here, you are probably someone who wants to change how you eat or how much you weigh, and perhaps with that, you may be concerned with how you look. And this is so normal, because in today's world, most women are dissatisfied with some part of their body. We're basically taught to be dissatisfied with our bodies by our culture that tends to idealize a very thin body and a specific shape of body that is portrayed by models and celebrities, actresses, and the media in general. However, because of this fake and made-up body ideal that our culture has created and that perhaps you've even compared yourself to, we can end up feeling very frustrated and disapproving of our body. And sometimes we may even blame some of our life's problems on our weight or shape because of this. And many of us may also think, if I were thinner or had a better shape, I would be happier. Most women then, because of this, will seek dieting as a remedy because they believe that dieting, along with exercise regimens, is the most effective way to achieve that body shape that they desire. However, most popular diets ignore the most important truth of our biological system, which is that too much restriction or feeling deprived will trigger overeating and binge eating. And I've talked about it in past episodes, those specifics in our biology and our psychology for why this happens. So what happens for a lot of women is the thing they are seeking as a remedy, dieting and restricting food, just adds another problem into their lives by increasing overeating and with that, more weight or dissatisfaction with themselves. Now, dieting is not the only reason that we can develop challenges with our eating. Many people learn early in life to rely on eating as a way to cope with uncomfortable feelings. So they develop a habit of emotional eating. And then because they are overeating and to cope with emotions and with that gaining weight, they will typically go on a diet to remedy it. But once again, the biological and psychological consequences of dieting and restricting food and and types of food will just add another problem into their life by increasing overeating. And another problem with dieting is that a person becomes over-focused on losing weight and also becomes over-focused on food. And we can spend excessive amounts of time and energy, right? and also money on dieting and 
exercise-related things. So much so that our obsession with food and eating can end up interfering with more important aspects of our lives. And this was definitely something that happened to me when I was struggling. And maybe it's happened to you too. And because of this overfocus on food and on losing weight, it's not uncommon for women to become anxious or depressed because of this obsession and because of how badly they feel about their bodies, which can lead to problems with family and friends. And I experienced this. It affected my marriage at that time greatly. And this can cause some women to also isolate themselves or avoid social situations, especially situations uh, where they may be expected to eat. And in the end, that excessive concern about weight and appearance can make us far more miserable than just our actual weight. So getting back to the thought of, if only I were thinner or had a better shape, I would be happier. Unfortunately, this belief will lead so many women into suffering with their eating and bodies, and definitely not making them happier. And I'm an example. (laughs) I can speak from personal experience. And the reality is, we are not likely to ever be completely satisfied with how we look, no matter what our weight or shape is. And losing weight or changing our body shape may make less of a difference than we actually anticipate, simply because we will always be human beings with thoughts and feelings. And when I was literally in the best shape of my life and getting comments of how fit and toned I was, it on the inside, I was really struggling and I was definitely struggling with my eating. And, you know, changing the outside doesn't change what's happening inside of us in terms of our minds and our emotions. And... I was once reading something about Jackie Kennedy, just for another example besides myself. Um, You know, Jackie Kennedy, who many women admire for her style and elegance, her thin, ideal body as perceived by society. Um, However, she struggled with her body image greatly and with that would strictly diet and was a person who would sneak food because she was ashamed to eat in front of people and she was so fearful of people's judgment of her eating, you know, such as portion sizes and the types of foods to be eating. And, you know, then there's also the other example of Princess Diana's bulimia, which is very publicized and well known at this time. So think about in your own life, any women or even a celebrity that you might know of that you admire for perhaps her looks or her body uh, and think about this. Is she 100% happy all the time? Probably not. Do all of her problems in life evaporate because she has that cultural body ideal? Not at all. We all can list out so many people both men and women, that seem to have it all when it comes to looks, but they are not what we'd call truly happy people. And many are suffering in private when it comes also to their relationships with their bodies and food. And just to give you a male example, um, Sam Hewen, who is a pretty famous actor 
from that series Outlander and, and other things, movies and whatnot. But he wrote a book, I think in the past year, and he specifically talked about it. He, he, well, he's an actor, but he's well known for his physical physique, male physique. But he disclosed in his book that he even struggled um, with disordered eating himself. So, you know, it's not only women, it's just that women have a higher prevalence of this. But it's becoming even more prevalent in men because of the pressures of our culture for certain body shapes and sizes. And once again, these are just these fake ideals that are made up. <laughs> they, they're not even real. It's just like someone got an idea in their head and, and told these celebrities, actors, actresses, you know, people that are in the public eye that this is the body that you should strive for and achieve. And, you know, whoever made it up, made it up. But anyway, I digress. Getting back to the topic at hand, you know, there's a lot of suffering in people's lives, even if they have what is that ideal body. And this is why the second two pillars of my teaching are mind nourishment and soul nourishment. These are essential. It's never just about the food and just about our eating behavior. As humans, we're complex individuals with so many thoughts and emotions, and we have individual life experiences and journeys, and we need to take care of ourselves as a whole being to be that truly nourished woman and to be fulfilled in our lives. And now a big part of my mission is to help women to have a body that they love living in, but that does not mean achieving a body ideal or achieving a certain weight. It only means having a body that you love living in. And that has nothing to do with your weight or your shape. It has everything to do with how you think about yourself and how you think about your body. It's about your relationship with yourself and with your body. And that's how you create a body that you absolutely love living in by how you think about it and how you relate to it. And ending overeating behaviors and solving our eating problems definitely helps facilitate that. So learning to eat in a way that feels natural, normal, healthy, and comfortable for you is extremely valuable. It is part of that nourishment that we need to feel joyful and fulfilled and free in our lives. And then the other thing is when we start to feel better, about the way that we eat, we feel more in charge and in control there and also at peace with food, then we have more time and energy to focus on changing any aspects of our lives that do need our attention so that we can have greater potential to be truly happy and more fulfilled by addressing those areas of our lives. So body nourishment is, of course, very important for our overall well-being and happiness along with mind, and soul nourishment. And as an added bonus, you you can lose weight by stopping overeating, right? And by stopping the dieting habits that drive overeating. But ending overeating and losing weight are not the only things to work on because being thinner does not equal happiness and fulfillment. And also sometimes we can unconsciously use food 
or dieting and our body image stuff to avoid facing other areas of our lives that we know we need to maybe face because we want to up-level them. We want to uh, improve them in some way. However, when we're stuck in the struggle with obsessing about food and our bodies and using dieting to cope, we avoid really doing what we want to do in our lives, which means by no longer struggling with the food and body image stuff, it can and will free up much time and mental and emotional energy to work on those areas of our lives that perhaps need some healing and to then move toward creating our best, most fulfilling lives. But if we stay stuck in overeating along with food and weight obsession, body obsession, so much of that time and energy is robbed from us. And life, I believe, is too short for that. And that was my biggest motivation for finally deciding to go all in in breaking free from my eating disorder about 15 years ago. And the very first step I took was relearning how to understand and work with my biological hunger and fullness, and to reattune to that body wisdom and guidance that I was given through birth biologically, and to use that to help me to really become in charge of my eating decisions. And this is one of the very first things I also teach my students how to do, how to relearn to connect with and honor their physical and biological hunger cues as their primary number one guide for making eating decisions. And this is also a research-based approach. There's good scientific data to support this method, and it is shown to work very well to help people end overeating, binge eating, and to get back to natural, normal, healthy eating, no matter how long that they've struggled. And the benefits of retraining ourselves to eat in harmony with our biological and physical hunger are numerous. And I just want to talk about five of them today on this episode. And the first and biggest one is we stop overeating. We teach ourselves how to stop ignoring our fullness and learn to eat until we're moderately and comfortably full. And of course, this has all sorts of side benefits to our well-being and to our weight. The second benefit is we stay in charge of our eating in our current food environment that is filled with so much food, right? We are blessed with an abundance of food in our society, most of us anyway, and probably those of you listening to this are blessed with an abundance of food. Thank goodness. Be grateful. However, This can easily cause us to overeat if we are not listening to our bodies and to our true hunger. So learning how to honor our true hunger empowers us in the the abundant food environment that we live in. The third benefit of learning to eat in harmony with our biological and physical hunger is it also helps to not over-restrict food. So this is essential because over-restriction and deprivation of either amount or types of food will always cause overeating and leads to binge eating. The fourth benefit is there are no food rules. So food rules are another form of restriction. And again, 
will lead to overeating. So by learning how to eat in harmony with our biological hunger and not by food rules, we don't end up doing that who cares eating that is caused by breaking food rules. And by using our own body's guidance, instead of outside dieting and nutrition rules, we get to create our own unique flexible eating guidelines for ourselves that keep us feeling nourished and satisfied and also allow us to achieve and maintain an ideal weight for our particular body. The fifth benefit is that it helps us to stop emotional overeating too. Eating from emotions is not itself bad. However, if we do it too frequently or if we can't stop at a moderate level of fullness and we keep eating and keep eating, it becomes a problem for us, right? Also, if we are obsessing about food or worrying about our weight, emotional eating can be very, very distressing. And actually, emotional eating is the most common reason that people will gain weight or fail to lose weight. And this is because food is simply comforting and it shifts our brain chemistry to help us to feel better. So it's a very easy, accessible way to help ourselves feel better. But when you eat something and you still don't feel better, which is often what happens, it's very tempting to think that more and more might do it. And it can easily turn into overeating or into binge eating. So learning how to eat in harmony with biological and physical hunger can help a person to do effective emotional eating that helps soothe them, but that doesn't turn into overeating. And it also allows you to uncover and see all the extra eating that is not for biological reasons and is for emotional reasons. And when you can decipher which is which, what's like true biological eating for nourishing your physical body versus what's emotional eating, then you're much more empowered to address the mental and emotional things that are creating those urges to use food to cope and to comfort yourself. And this is why mind nourishment and learning how to change your thinking and how to understand and feel your emotions is another main pillar of my work and teaching so that food is no longer the go-to form of emotional support on a day in and day out basis. Like once again, it's okay to do emotional eating you know, when it's that rare occasion and it helps comfort you and it helps make you feel better. But so often it doesn't have that desired outcome for people. So the more that we can be able to mentally and emotionally nourish ourselves, the less and less we need to go to food to do that. And so to recap what we talked about today, first, we looked at the common belief of if I were thinner or I had a better shape, I'd be happier and how that belief can drive many women, so many women to seek weight loss and go on mainstream diets. And it makes sense, right? It just makes sense. It's logical that if we feel better in our bodies, that we'd be happier. But the thing is that it doesn't end up happening that way because the way that women go about 
feeling better about their bodies and dieting has the opposite effect. It ends up causing more problems by increasing overeating and by increasing food and weight obsession. But then the other thing is, like we talked about in the examples of people who do have thinner bodies and have that cultural body ideal who are still not happy. And we know Jackie Kennedy and Princess Diana, prime examples, were disordered eaters and suffered in silence about many things in their lives. And I'm sure you can even come up with examples of your own, maybe from people you personally know or other celebrities. And once again, this is why the second two pillars of my teachings, the mind nourishment and the soul nourishment are essential because yes, ending overeating behaviors helps create more peace in our lives, but it's never just about the food and the eating. Managing our minds and emotions and creating feelings of fulfillment in our lives are key to being a truly nourished woman and for living our best life, a life that's forever free of going back to food and weight obsession. Then finally, I gave you the five benefits of learning how to eat in harmony with biological and physical hunger, which is the first thing that I learned to do to help myself and get out of my eating disorder. And this is also one of the first things I teach my students to do. So the first benefit, once again, was when we learn to eat in harmony with our biological hunger, it teaches us how to stop ignoring that fullness signal and how to eat until we're moderately full and that has all the additional benefits to our well-being and our weight. The second benefit is we stay empowered in our abundant food environment where it's so easy to overeat by knowing and being able to honor our true hunger. The third benefit is it helps us to not over-restrict food, which is essential because over-restriction and deprivation will always cause overeating. And then the fourth benefit was there are no food rules. And so we don't end up doing that, oh, who cares, eating. That is caused by breaking food rules. And we get to create our very own unique, flexible eating guidelines that allow us as individuals to feel nourished, to be nourished, and also satisfied with our food. And then lastly, the fifth benefit, it helps us to decipher and distinguish our eating for true hunger and are eating for emotional reasons. And by knowing the clear difference, because it can get a little bit (laughs) gray for a lot of people, and when we can start to see, oh, this is my emotional hunger and this is my biological hunger, then we're much more able to address the mental and emotional challenges that are creating our urges to use food for emotional reasons. And then we can begin that mind and soul nourishment process, which helps us to end the emotional eating altogether. That's it for this week's episode. If you find this podcast valuable, please leave a review or rating on whatever platform you listen. And also please share with your friends. I really love and appreciate any support that you can give for helping other women find and learn these teachings. Thank you so much for being here. I love being here with you. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy and more feelings of joy and confidence in your body? 
If so, I have a comprehensive self-study course called Food Freedom Body Bliss, where you can learn step-by-step how to create just that. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com forward slash FFBB to learn more.